Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. everybody, welcome to the Wizard and the Bruiser. I'm the Bruiser, Holden McNeely. And I'm the Wizard, Jake Young. Pew, 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 pew. Those are laser gun sounds. Frost touch. No, <laughs> my whole bones are frozen. Now I'll never get to the magnum opus treasure. Get your track. ass ready for one D for a damage. I need to gear up. You know <laughs> where I need to go to get some gear. All right, everybody. Today we're going to be talking about the ult- the ultimate, I would say. The singular, most visible, powerful entity in PC gaming. I'd say, I'd say it's, um yeah, it is, it is, and when it comes to video games in general, I would say, you know, maybe besides like Nintendo, it's like the cream of the crop, and that cream is cum. Oh, I don't no. know. I just immediately started with a cum joke. I'm trying to zip good zap. Word, good it. word, good word association there, buddy. We're talking about Valve. Oh, are we? <laughs> Sounds like you got to release something on your own there, buddy. Well, you know, valves in the penis. I think it's not too much of a non sequitur. There's two different valves. They turn. You know what? I don't even want to get into male genitalia right now. No, Valve is like just this weird anomaly because, like, traditionally, when you think of uh, video game development, there's publishers and there's there's developers. The developers are just like the weird, gross goblins that actually like sit down and actually make the things. And the publishers are these huge, kind of lofty corporate entities that actually make it real. And Valve kind of just broke that whole system and kind of became it's it's like it's at the, it's Pixar where like it's technically achieving and it's creatively achieving and it's it's just this beloved entity. They're also just dominating like every aspect and kind of in a Blizzard like way, but even crazier than Blizzard because of uh, Steam. Yeah. You know, and and because it's like they sort of, they were like, oh, you you guys aren't doing this, then we'll we'll just create our own game engine. Oh, you guys aren't doing this, we'll just create our own way to sell video games online. You know, they 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 just kind of did it themselves all, all along the way, and to the point where like when I I guess I got back, I had like a resurgence back into video games, kind of in late college. I mean, I was always kind of playing games, but you know, I kind of slowly learned about what this whole Valve thing was. I was never a PC gamer. Mm. Really ever I was always a console gamer and so you just slowly you're like wait 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 and Dota and oh and Half-Life oh and Ste- oh it's all that it's all coming <laughs> from this one fucking office building in Washington there's just a dumpy guy named Gabe Newell in a polo shirt and jeans with a grandpa beard and thick rimmed glasses is just like yeah hi who is this hey. flat-faced Gaben <laughs> guy? Yeah, exactly. Who just created this whole fucking world. I mean, you know, I mean, it, it, in, in a lot of ways, too, I feel like he just kind of amassed every brilliant person he possibly could under one umbrella company. And it's just this idea machine that's just rock and roll in it, you know? That's part of it is, like, uh, he specifically got a lot of uh, people from... 
the modding scene, like Dota was originally a Warcraft mod. Yes. Uh, Counter-Strike and, and uh, Team Fortress were all mods of uh, Half-Life. Half-Life itself was based on a modded Quake engine. Like, everything kind of just, like, he just found the enthusiasts and... Uh, responded well to it. There's all these like famous, for a while, you could send him an email and he would email you back even though he was the millionaire gazillionaire CEO of Valve. And, uh, and within the PC community there's all this artwork of him as just this this rotund god man. Like he's just this <laughs> mythical figure. I'd say up there with like Steve Jobs and like Henry Ford and like Absolutely all these Shigeru Miyamoto. Absolutely. Like he's this singular Kojima. Figure. We'll get to Kojima. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to Kojima. No, it's, yeah, Kojima is you, your words yeah. and deeds. Yes, yeah. I mean, he's really known as sort of a lord of of games, you know. And it's like people who like like not to distance myself too much, but I do. I have an admission to make. I don't have the Half Life chub that every so oh, many gaze so upon many my gamers. chub. <laughs> it's 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 not even a chub. It is comorbidly obese right at the moment. <laughs> were you? Oh, so were you? And were you? Like, uh, were you there when it first came out? Were you? Did it? Did it change FPS games for you? Like it did for everybody else? I time? had to sit next to my friend as I like. <laughs> I was the shitty fucking friend that would like go to my friend's house and just watch him play all the cool stuff on the PC oh, that man, his yeah. parents could afford. Because mm-hmm. like uh, Half Life was, it did a lot of really cool things. Uh, fuck it. Okay, so this is this is how it starts. <laughs> yeah. Let's go back to the far-off land of 1998. Uh-huh. Britney Spears, Backstreet Boys. The Ninja Turtles were cool and in school. Oh, my God. And Don't do drugs. That's dare, people. <laughs> and everybody was just partying on their Windows PCs, yeah. playing their favorite uh, First-person shooters. Which was, you know, at the time we're talking about, I mean... The, it Doom, was Doom and Quake. Quake. Um, Quake 2 and Doom 2. <laughs> yeah, it was, that, was, <laughs> that was all there was. And uh, Quake was actually... Uh, was was um was st- uh, one of the employees at id was a former microsoft employee yes. who jumped on board and uh gabe newell and his uh friend mike harrington were also two microsoft employees whose claims to fame quote unquote were that they helped develop windows one yes which if you ever took a look at it, it's a real ugly piece of crap. Yeah, yeah, it's real super hot garbage. But I mean, at the time, right? It was just like, um, what else was there? I mean, what else was there at the time? There was a, uh, there was DOS, and oh, there was okay. Macintosh, uh, whatever Macs were using. Which, like, that's always the rub is that Windows was technically a like. Max ripped off Xerox's like technology, and then Windows ripped off Max technology. And Gabe was right there. He was just like, "Hey, what if this was in color and had a had a little clock yanking and taking?" And that's what I like about Mister Newell. But so is this was the '90s, and yes. this was fucking Microsoft. So these two guys had more money than like the Pope's turds. Yeah, they had like a dumb, stupid, <laughs> idiotic amount of money because they they self. Funded Half-Life. Yeah. That's insane. This giant, massive, groundbreaking PC juggernaut, they self-funded with their own money. That's how loaded they were from Microsoft. 
And uh, not only did they self-fund it, but it was famously, it looked amazing. They got, like, the highest quality people, high-end technology. And this was during an era where, like, from, it wasn't even from, like, generation to generation. Like, each year, PC games just looked better and better and better uh, in a way that you don't really see anymore. You don't really, you don't really, things, you know, maybe the lighting effects go better. Uh, when you're listening to this, they announced the PlayStation Pro, and it's just, like, it was literally side-by-side. Side, so it was just, look at, look at, there's slightly more shadows in this one like it wasn't as good but uh in this in half-life that you had uh ai enemies running around these highly scripted events that were done in real time facial animations and that was one of the biggest things was just telling a story that was completely intricate in the flow of the gameplay right. never cutting the cutscenes. it was always reliant on cutscenes before to tell any sort of story plot or anything and i think the whole thing that they wanted to do was i think essentially i i read a quote i don't think i wrote it down specifically but Gabe was talking about how, you know, they were sort of, games were sort of being dumbed down to their lowest common denominator, and they wanted to make FPS, first-person shooters, uh, they wanted to, to shy away from just being another shooting gallery. They wanted to be an immersive experience. They believed that games could be more, and that's what they did with Half-Life, and that is why Half-Life is considered, first, the first, especially the first-person shooter genre, it is pre-Half-Life, post-Half-Life. Those are, that's the split. That's, uh, you didn't play it, but it's, Right now, you can go back and, like, watch and play the first, like, 15 minutes of Half-Life. It's literally just walking around a big, dumb, like, science facility. You're not shooting anybody until the big uh, explosion happens that introduces a giant dimensional gateway with the, with all the zen, but whatever. Oh, that thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's just like you're just walking around, like, looking around office equipment, and it's just scientists being like, hello there, Gordon. Yeah. Gordon. Ah, there you are, Gordon. Like, and that was mind blowing. Was that like it amazing? It set a tone. It was just you weren't taken out of it. You were just you had to you had the opportunity to just walk around in the character's shoes. Which I mean, people always go into like, oh, Gordon Freeman, best like protagonist ever. But he didn't he's, say anything. He doesn't right? say anything. He's a yeah. cipher. Maybe if you're 11, you're like, oh man, someday I'm gonna have a cool goatee like that. Right, right. But it's, it's a pretty cool goatee, Jake. It's an adequate goatee. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say, too, uh, though, I did play Half-Life 2. Yeah. Um, so, so I do have some experience, at least, with the line of games, but but I just I don't have that exact, like, holy shit, this thing hit. You know, I played Doom 2, and then I really kind of left the PC completely um, for the longest time, and then and we'll get into the orange box, but then, you know, with the next box 360, got a hold of that orange box, which we'll talk about, I'm sure. So from the beginning, there were mm -hmm. already tensions between what Valve wanted to do and what publishers expected of the usual hype release cycle, because mm -hmm. they, uh, they were desperate for a legit publisher to release this is their first game they quit microsoft they got the buku bucks they're ready to swing their dick around and they got sierra which was a, a very big publisher at the time to uh to officially take it on and then board. they literally got id software's quake engine from them they licensed it from them and then just in but intensely modified the game engine um to where it was i so it was some crazy quote it was like 70 percent they modified yeah yeah eventually they modified 70 percent of the engine's code adding skeletal animation and direct 3d support whatever the fuck that is Jake. <laughs> uh but yeah i mean it's incredible it's it just such a diy thing you know yeah um to the point where they were they already had the release date and they humiliated sierra that who had already been releasing ads for the release of Half-Life and just said, like, oh, we've learned too much while making this game. We're going to go back and fix it mm -hmm. from the beginning. So 
this was like from day one, Valve had release issues. They had timing issues. And more importantly, this is where th- this is where people get like, oh, Valve's so so like selfless and bold. Like they had all this fucking Microsoft money that yeah. they could just like actually take their time and make a good thing. Gabe was at Microsoft. I, I think um, the same with uh, Mr. Uh, Harrington was at there at Microsoft for 13 years on the uh, running. What was it, the first three iterations of Windows? That's so much stupid money. <laughs> That's like bonkers money. That's like you know. Dota 2 money. That's like Steve Jobs' second cousin money. Yeah, like a full cousin <laughs> filled with money. Because, you know, he liked to empty out his cousins, of course. Yeah, we yeah. learned that later on and kept them in a secret room. <laughs> and he would stuff all of his money in We got to save that for the Steve Jobs episode. That's, I can't wait for the we Steve Jobs episode. We should do a Steve Jobs episode. Uh, where, where we it's... make up everything about him. It's the first crossover with last podcast on the left. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.